it is important as we head into 2020 that we see things clearly. I mean, if we don't see things clearly, we can end up in a terrible mess. And we're at the beginning of a brand new year here. Two weeks ago, 50 miles east of Richmond, um, or yeah, about there, there was a river that uh, a bridge iced over. And um, it was during a, it was also a big fog bank. And I think I have a picture of it here. Yeah, this is what it looked like. 61 cars piled up on a Sunday morning. I mean, 51 of the people either received medical aid on the site or taken to a hospital. A couple of them ended up in critical condition. And the people said when they came, it was coming down into a valley. There was a bridge there. The fog was so thick they couldn't see anything. There was black ice on the bridge. The first car spun out. The second car didn't even see the first car until they rammed into it. And 61, I mean, then 59 other cars followed. Bang, bang, bang. Well, I don't want to go into the year that way. I don't want, and there are times when I'm going to go into this next year, things, situations I'm going to go into, and you will too, where it's going to be foggy and slippery and dangerous. Well, this is why it's so important, and we're going to start off with this, it's so important that we see clearly so that we can see danger coming, so we can see opportunity coming. In the next four weeks, I hope you're with us this whole series, today we're going to talk about how important it is to see God clearly, then to see ourselves clearly, to see others clearly, and to see opportunities clearly. And the Bible has so much to say about all of these things. And if you're with us every week, I think this is about the best way we could possibly position ourselves to make sure we avoid big problems in our lives in the year to come. In fact, that we can embrace everything God has in store for us. So today, I want to talk with us about seeing God clearly. There's an outline inside your bulletin and also on the app. And as you're following along, I want you to pray with me. Gracious God, I just pray that today you will speak to us and you will show us more of yourself because we need to see you clearly this next year. And if we do see you clearly, then that's going to change the way we approach everything. God, there are going to be foggy times. There are going to be slippery times. There are going to be dangerous times ahead of us. There are also going to be seasons of great joy. And I don't want us to miss any of those opportunities coming our way. And so, God, we need you. And I pray that today, Lord, you will speak and move me out of the way and you'll teach us a little bit better and remind us a little bit more how to see you clearly. In the name of Christ we pray, amen. Well, point one on your outline simply reminds us of this truth that this side of heaven, we're going to struggle to see things clearly. The Apostle Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians 13. He said, now we see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror. Sometimes life is just foggy. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity when we're face to face with Jesus. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I'll know everything completely just as God knows me completely. And that is certainly true. And there are three things that I just want to remind us of that are going to be guaranteed to give us misdirection or keep things hazy. First of all, our own selfish desires, our own selfish desires can blind us to the truth. In First uh, John 2:11, John says, "Anyone who hates his brother, another brother or sister, is living and walking in darkness, and such a person doesn't know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness." If you and I go into this year filled with resentment or hatred or we're bound up in fear or jealousy, well, we're not going to see clearly. I mean, it's obvious if I 
hate somebody else, how I'm going to be blinded to the truth because I walk into a conversation, I'm already not listening to what you're going to say. Don't care. Well, then I'm never going to arrive at a solution. And so it's going to be awfully important that we deal with our own selfish desires. But secondly, we also have to stay away from bad counsel. Bad counsel from others can also get us into a deep fog and into terrible situations. Jesus once said, can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? That's what Luke uh, 6.39 is about there. It's the blind leading the blind. Uh, This was made clear to me a number of years ago when I was uh, visiting a, um, uh, well, I participated in a mission trip to Mexico City. Right outside of Mexico City, there was a, um, there's kind of a tourist attraction. There's some of these Aztec temples and other things, and you can climb up to the top of them, and they're pretty impressive, amazing structures. There are temples to the sun and temples to the moon, and we were there in the middle of uh, June, and the next week, apparently, they were getting ready for a big event, and I'd never heard about this before, but they have uh, summer solstice rituals where people come out and bring crystals, and they'll take a crystal and hold it up to the sun just at high noon on the summer solstice, and then when the rays of the sun pass through the crystal, it creates kind of a rainbow effect over you. If you stand in that rainbow, it'll wash away all the negative energy and all the sin in your life and guilt and shame. And thousands, tens of thousands of people come every year to hold up crystals at noon on June 21st. In fact, I looked online, and this is the advice of a crystal expert and leading influencer on the power of crystals. And this crystal expert said, what you need to do is hold this over your head and say, I program these stones to hold the highest vibrational light, and I program these stones to raise my own vibration so I can shine like the sun. And then just sit down and make a wish. Well, I'm going to tell you, that is bad counsel, okay? And think if I was going into my year, and the big thing I got going for me is I'm going to stand at high noon on a pyramid somewhere and hold up a crystal and say, this is going to solve my problems, and this is where I'm going to get guidance, and this is where I'm going to get strength for the problems I face. And tens of thousands of people do. I mean, that is not what the Bible tells us to do. That's bad counsel. And you go, well, John, that's obvious. I mean, I'm sorry for those people, but I'm not going to be duped by that. No, but we could be duped by some other things. We could have people tell us, hey, you don't amount to anything. Why do you try? I mean, there are people stepping up to lead a small group, a connect group for the first time, uh, but you can't do it. Or we tell ourselves that. Or we're listening to something that somebody told us back in junior high. That's bad counsel. I mean, the Lord might have amazing things in store for us. And are we going to listen to him? I mean, now you see why it's so important that we see God clearly. And we'll talk about that in a second. But not only do we have selfish desires that will get us in the fog and bad counsel lead us astray, the devil will also do his best to keep us in the dark. 2 Corinthians 4.4 reminds us that Satan, who's the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who's the exact likeness of God. They don't. And you and I can be led astray by all of these things. Our own selfish blindness, bad directions from others, and the devil works all that together to make sure that we aren't following the Lord. It could be that I'm not good enough to pursue something, or it could be that he puffs up my pride where I'm going, 
Or I go, I'm plenty good. I don't need to be challenged this next year. And that'd be wrong too. We only have a number, a set number of days on this planet. It's important that we make the most of them. So what challenges does God have for us this year? And that brings us to point two, to make the most of the year ahead, I need to see God clearly. Not blinded by anything. Just seeing clearly. And there are four things I want to remind us of today, and there are many more. <coughs> but four characteristics of God that will really help us this next year that we need to keep clear in front of us. First of all, that God is all-powerful. God is all-powerful. For nothing is impossible with God. This is what Gabriel told Mary when she was told she was going to be expecting with Jesus. And she said, well, how can this be? I'm a virgin. And Gabriel told her, well, nothing's impossible with God. In fact, could we read this verse out loud, please? For nothing is impossible with God. Now think if we saw that clearly every day. Think if every day we reminded ourselves of that one truth. There are a million things that are impossible with me. I don't know how to reconcile broken relationships all the time. Neither do you. There are many things, a big challenge, <coughs> a new job, a move across the country. I don't know how to do it. But nothing's impossible with God. And that brings us to a life application. If we see God clearly, we'll bring all our problems to him instead of worrying. Instead of worrying. Hmm. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. 1 Peter 5, 7. Now look, maybe you're like me. I was raised by a world-class worrier. My mom could sometimes worry about stuff, and when things, weren't, when things were going really well, she was worried because it was too quiet. Something bad's going to happen. Well, if I go through my life worrying about stuff... <coughs> I can really get myself into a bad position, and I won't see things clearly. I won't see the opportunities that God has for me <coughs> because I'll be so worried about things that are going on around me. So in the margin there, next to those notes, would you just write out your single greatest worry going into 2020? Your single greatest worry, whatever it might be. Maybe you're worried about your kids. Maybe you're worried about your retirement plan. Maybe you're worried about... I don't know, your job. What would be your biggest worry? <clears throat> and think it would change our lives if every single day, before we face the day, we said, God, you're all powerful and you can do all things. Point B reminds us that God is also not only all powerful, he's all knowing. He's all knowing. How great is our Lord? His understanding is beyond comprehension. Psalm 147.5. Well, the life application for you and me, and that would be this. If we see God clearly, we'll trust his guidance more than our own limited understanding. I can't see much, and neither can you. I get confused by circumstances. I don't know the right way to go, but God always does. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he'll show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil, and then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. What if this year, every single day, I said, Lord, I'm going to seek your guidance? And in the margin next to this, would you just write down 
what's the area in your life where you need the most guidance? It might be C point A, okay? And you could say ditto. But write down something else where you need the most guidance. I need guidance to know which doc, how to deal with a diagnosis, which doctor to see. I need guidance in really achieving my goals, whether it's weight loss or getting in shape. I need guidance, whatever it might be. Why wouldn't I go to the Lord and say, God, you are all powerful and you are all knowing. If I see you clearly every day, if I'm listening to you, then you will show me what to do. And that brings us to point C, that God is everywhere. Psalm 139 says, Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, well, you're there. <coughs> and if I go underground, you're there. If I flew on the morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. A life application of that for you and me would be that if we see God clearly, <clears throat> we won't be fearful or afraid no matter what happens this year. Well, why not? Because God goes wherever we're going to go. And he's all-powerful and all-knowing. Look, <clears throat> there are going to be hard times coming this year. We will face foggy, slippery, scary situations. And it's a wonderful thing to know that the Lord goes with us. No matter where we go, no matter what we face, the Lord will be there and he will see us through. Romans 8, Paul talks about this. He says, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. In fact, could we just read this first phrase together, please? Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. You know, when I was a kid on my dad's farm, we had to go and feed cattle and take care of them at night a lot of times and some of these cattle sheds didn't have power or other things, or we'd be in situations where it was pitch dark, there'd be a storm, the power was out. And um, walking into those dark situations when I was small, that was really scary. And I didn't want to go. And then my dad would go, I'll go with you. And when dad was following me, I was big and bad and bold. But every now and then, I'd walk ahead of my dad, and I'd be all brave and all this, and I'd realize he wasn't behind me, and then I would run back out. But I was always brave when dad was with me. Well, here's the good news. There's no place we can ever go where God isn't with us. Listen to the rest of this passage. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. (coughs) And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor fears for today, nor worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Now, this is tremendous thought. Now, think about this again. If I am heading into 2020 knowing this, God, whatever comes my way, good times or bad times, scary situations, Things I planned on, things I didn't plan on. But if I see you clearly, that you are all-powerful, you are all-knowing, so you'll give me the strength because you have plenty of strength. You'll give me the wisdom and the guidance I need, and I can count on you being with me. Well, then I can walk into that job interview unafraid. I can do this. I don't have to be fearful or afraid. 
after the first service, somebody asked me, what's the difference between being fearful and afraid? Well, I've always looked at it this way, that being afraid is a specific situation. I can be afraid of a specific circumstance. Being fearful is I just stay in that mindset all the time. And that's not where God wants us to be. God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And if that's good news to you in 2020, then would you say amen? amen? Well, that's why it's so important that I keep my focus on him and I see him clearly. What situation am I going to go into where I need to be afraid? None. Because he's with me. And he's all-powerful and he's all-knowing. If I need strength, he's got it. If I need guidance, he'll give it. 24-7, he's always there. And finally, point D, God is love. God is love. The Lord is compassionate and he's merciful. He's slow to get angry. He's filled with unfailing love. He won't constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He doesn't punish us for all our sins. He doesn't deal with us harshly. He doesn't deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Psalm 103. That's how much God loves us. He has unfailing love. The life application for you and me is this, is that if we see God clearly, we'll run to God not away from him when we fail or sin or mess up. Now, this is important, too. I mean, you talk about something that breaks my heart. As a pastor, when I meet people, they haven't been in church all year. And I'll meet them in September or October. And I go, where have you been? And they go, well, you know, I just had some things that weren't going well in my life. I was like, well, why did that keep you away from church? Well, I was just kind of embarrassed, you know. I don't, you know, just kind of disappointed in myself. And this is one of the greatest tricks of the devil. It's one of those things where people can give us bad counsel to. Hey, if you mess up, stay away from God because now God's disappointed with you. You screwed up. You messed up. You're an idiot. You're broken. You're damaged. God can never use you now. Stay away from him. He hates you. Listen to Psalm 103 again. Let me read it again. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He doesn't deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens are above the earth. And I wish I would have put verse 12 on there, because it goes on to say this, He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Life application, if we see God clearly, we'll run to him and not away from him when we fail, sin, or mess up. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I'll make them as white as snow. They're like crimson, I'll make them as white as wool. I hope that we will keep that in mind all year long. That when I am going through my year even when I fail, even when I sin, even when I mess up, I can run to God and he'll always forgive me. I mean, that's why Jesus came, to pay the penalty for our sins. It's why we have the Holy Spirit as we surrender our lives to help us overcome the power of sin while we live in this world. So in the margin next to this one, you could write in there, what sinful habit, 
what hurt, what do I need to confess to Jesus and just say, Lord, I'm giving that to you because I want to be right with you all year long. I mean, think about this. We're going into 2020. The whole thing, the whole calendar is wide open. We don't know what challenges are coming. We don't know what opportunities are coming. But if we're right with God, we can face anything that comes. He'll give us the knowledge and guidance we need. He'll give us the strength we need because all power is his. And even when we blow it, he'll restore us. And we can come to him 24-7 because he's everywhere all the time. I mean, this is just amazing stuff. Now, I'm glad we're gathered here together on this first Sunday of the year, but how am I going to keep this in front of me all year long? I mean, how is that going to happen? Well, this is point three. I want to give us three things that will help us see God clearly in 2020. Um, I thought about, well, yeah, I'll use this. I, I, against my better judgment, I'll use these. Anyway, <laughs> these are some uh, Happy New Year glasses. And if I really thought they would help us see God clearly this year, I'd have passed them out for all of y'all. But they don't help you see anything clearly at all. They are a fashion statement, but they do not help you see anything clearly. They just are a big distraction. In fact, they have different speeds. There we go. Okay. So um, the glasses like this are fun at a party, and it's great to welcome in the new year. But how am I going to keep God clearly inside all year long? Well, I don't need a special pair of glasses. What I need are three things. I need God's word. Psalm 1 tells us that if we meditate on God's word, um, and we keep our eyes focused on him, it, that we, life will go well for us. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is a man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf doesn't wither. Whatever he does prospers. Can you imagine if this next year I keep my eyes focused on God's word, and I spend time in his word every day. The picture is of a tree planted by streams of water. And even if there's a drought, the tree doesn't have any problem. It's got a different source of water. It doesn't need the rain. Even if I go through a hard time this year, I'm firmly rooted in God's word. I have peace, even if everybody around me is afraid. I have wisdom because I've gotten God's guidance. And I have strength because his power lives in me. If you don't have a Bible reading plan yet, inside your bulletin I've given you the, um, you know, the web address for an invitation. We sent these out via Facebook and through an email. You probably got an email from me early this morning. It was set to go out this morning. And it's through the Bible app. And right now um, there's over 100 people that have already signed up on a Bible plan. This is a Bible reading plan that I'm going to use for the next 100 days. It's called the Essential 100. 50 readings in the Old Testament, 50 readings in the New Testament over the next 100 days. that will give you a pretty broad scope of what the Bible is all about. There'll be a couple of readings and there's a place where you can talk about it. And if you sign up for this and participate in it, in the talk it over section, there's a bunch of people who have already commented on this and what they got out of the reading this morning. It'll take you just a few minutes every day, but if you and I are willing to do it, it'll change your life. And if I could just encourage you this year to make a commitment to spend time in God's word, that's going to help us see him clearly. Secondly, 
We not only need God's word, we need God's people. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. It's Galatians 6.1. I don't only need God's word, I need God's people. When I get in error, sometimes I need to be reminded of God's forgiveness because I don't feel like I'm being loved at all. And sometimes I need people to pray for me, and so do you. If I could encourage you to get in a connect group, it's life-changing. Because we need people to stand by us all year long, and that way we'll keep God clearly in focus. And the third part, the third thing that will help us see God clearly in 2020 is this, is prayer. Psalm 27, 8 says, My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me, and my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Lord, I'm coming. Would that describe you and me, that this year I'm going to pray to God? I really will take my worries to him. I'm going to set aside time each and every day to listen to him and pray. Well, that's going to keep me from getting all wrapped around the axle. I don't know what's coming, and neither do you. But whether it's good times or whether it's hard times, I do know that God is all-powerful. I do know that God is all-knowing. I do know that God is going to be with me wherever I go because he's everywhere. And I do know that he'll love me and he will never forsake me. Now, if I can keep those things clearly in mind, then I can face any situation clearly. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we are um, beginning a new year. And Lord, I don't know what's coming. Some of us have just started a new job. Some of us have just gotten a bad diagnosis. Some of us went through the worst hurt of our lives or the greatest grief we've ever experienced in 2019. And Lord, as we go into this new year, we want to make sure that we see you clearly so we don't end up in a big pile up. If the Lord spoke to you about something as I was talking today, about finding peace, about finding direction, about finding strength, or coming to him even when you've blown it, would you just pray about that right now and say, God, I heard you. I heard you. Father, this is a new year. We can't do this without you. Lord, some of us are praying for our kids. Some of us are praying for our parents. Some of us are praying for a neighbor next door. Some of us are praying for a friend at school. And Father, if you don't give us the strength and the guidance, if you don't help us with this, then we're not going to know how to help anyone. Would you pray right now for one friend who desperately needs prayer this year? Pray for him by name right now and say, God, I am praying for this person by name. Oh God, would you open my eyes to your word? Would you give me a hunger and a desire for righteousness? Would you give me 
the insight that I need each and every day as I spend time reading your word? Would you draw me to you in prayer so I wouldn't carry all my worries on my own shoulders? God, would you give me love for others so I won't be blinded by jealousy or hatred or resentment or fear? I can't do this without you, Lord. I don't want to do this without you, Lord. I want more of you in 2020. I love you. I need you. I cannot live without you. Our Lord, this is our prayer at the beginning of 2020. Help us see you clearly in the year ahead. Help us make time for you each and every day. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.